Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real-life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Well, here it is, last episode coming to you of 2023. Now, if you are new here, I am so excited that you joined in right now after we hit the triple digits of episodes, because now we're like really starting to get warmed up. But this show is all about just sharing the past experiences of me as well as my guests in hopes that it helps you now and in the future, saving time, saving money, reaching your goals much faster than we did based upon the tough lessons that we've been through. And today's episode is one that I think is just so timely that I wanted to bring out right here as we are about to cross into the new year, because, you know, it's a lot of like resolutions and goals and all of that. And and what I have planned coming in the next few episodes, holy cow, like hold on tight. But there's another portion to setting goals that we often don't talk about. And that's what this episode is today. But before I dive into it, I got to tell you, reading these reviews each week that you guys are leaving absolutely fills my cup. And it really, it just is one of those pay it for forward moments. Whenever I hear something, I do hear something or watch something, I'm leaving a review too, because I know that will help attract that product, customer service to other people just like me. So by leaving a review, you are being that hero for someone else. And I love calling each one out on my Friday episode. So this one is from Jacqueline A. And she says, Shelly takes her breadth of experiences, the ups and downs she has faced in life, lessons learned, and translates them into digestible and tactical wisdom for her audience all in a way that is engaging and leaves you coming back twice a week for more. If you are looking for wisdom provided by someone who gets it and has been there herself, you are in the right place. Jacqueline, thank you. Um, what, I I mean, holy cow, what a great review. I really appreciate that. And I just love that you called out like someone who gets it, who's been there. That's the thing about this. Like these are all things I wish I would have known sooner that just, would have, gosh, would have made life maybe a little bit easier. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for doing that. I encourage you listening in right now, two quick seconds on whichever app you are listening to tap that five stars, leave a couple lines and you can inspire someone else too. So thank you. All right. Now let's dive into the meat of this topic, because like I said, everyone's all about new year's resolutions, goals. Here we go. But there's another important part of setting goals that we need to bring to the forefront. And that's why I'm talking about it right now, because this is, this is, I want you to set those goals. It is incredibly important, but I also want you to be able to figure out what metrics you want to track 
towards your goals. So being able to recognize trends, you also have to track certain activities, things that you are doing, understand, define what is success, what is not success. And that will help you reach the goals. Because the last thing I want any of you guys to be in is this place, 2024, and nothing has moved. You are in the same spot. Because I will tell you, there are going to be people like that. And the difference, in my opinion, and I'm going to share, you know, I'm going to share experiences and, and examples to help kind of demonstrate this and hope it helps you, is the difference will not be both people will set goals, but the difference will be the successful person that is in a new level or has reached their goals at the end of 24 is they use metrics to be able to recognize trends on whether they were reaching their goals or not. So there is a fun quote from Peter Drecker, um, and it's what get, excuse me, what gets measured gets improved. And Peter Drecker, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, definitely Google him, but he was born in 1909. He is an Australian American management consultant, uh, an educator, an author, and he really focused in on leadership, management, education, uh, inventive uh, ideas as far as management by objectives, MBOs, anyone ever heard of those, and self-control. And one of my favorite reads, I actually posted this earlier in the year, so I hope you're following me on Instagram and LinkedIn. I hope we're connected. But one was managing oneself, and this is a Harvard Business Journal. It's like a small review, but it is just one of those. It, it literally takes a fraction of time to read, but man, it will rock you. It will rock you. And it's one that I plan on reading again in 2024. So I'll link this one in the notes so you can see it. But I just love the quote, what gets measured gets improved. Think about it from a health standpoint. How would you know whether you are meeting your health goals, right? Gaining weight, gaining muscle, uh, losing weight, whatever you're doing. If you don't track the numbers, you have to see the numbers. Same thing with medications. When they go for approval on medications, they have to track results. So is the product safe? Is it effective? These are all things that in order to move the needle, we need to have the metrics so that we can recognize the trends. Now, here's, here's one kicker. I, I want to jump in on this really quick before I get into the examples, because I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this, is that when I said tracking, it either can help, right? It can either increase your motivation or it can kill motivation. A lot of people that have done like tracking diets, let's say in the past, right? You, you have your MyFitnessPal and you're tracking everything you eat. Now you're lying to the app just so it looks pretty and all these different things. And it, it could kill your motivation. And th that's like, of course, like tracking the scale. Either you're rolling your eyes right now and sighing or you're excited about it. When I say, hey, let's start, how are we going to start tracking your profits? Uh, from different, you know, the different areas or different products or services that you offer in your business. That might be kind of exciting. Now, those feelings of either despair or positivity based upon tracking are all based upon the label 
that you have assigned to that activity. And that's what I wanted to touch on just really quick, just to touch before we move on, is that the label that you place on the tracking mechanism to be able to recognize these trends, you, you have placed like a label on it. It is good or it is bad. If we can remove the label of good or bad and just look at it as tracking numbers, this is all, that's all it is. The numbers can tell you something, but the action of tracking is not good or bad. It just is. And when you remove that label of good or bad, it just changes it. It changes your perspective on it. This is what we do to be able to track the metrics that whether we are going towards our goal or not. And again, I would say probably for more business focus tracking, it gets you excited. When it's health, you're like, what the hell? I don't want to look at that scale again. I do not want to track this. So I, I just have to say, be cognizant of what label you have attached to the word tracking and measuring. Okay. Now that I got that out of the way, let's actually dive in here for a second on the measure of tracking, right? The, 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 excuse me, not measure, but the meaning and the, why we track. And I'm going to give you a few different examples. And then of course, I'm going to leave you with some actionable tactics that you can implement immediately because right now you're listening to this right before we are turning into 2024. And if you are, are listening to it in 2024, you can now attach this to the goals that you have set in place. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was my experience, which I have shared before when I was a financial advisor, and this was back in 02, right? So I want you to think Boiler Room. If you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. But Boiler Room, bullpen, all cubicles, all men, me, that's kind of beside the point. It was just really a, a funny situation. But I was cold calling. This is back when cold calling was a big deal. I made 400 dials a day. Now, the reason why I got to 400 is I had to track how many calls do I need to make per day to be able to make a connection with somebody, to then be able to schedule an appointment, to then be able to go to the appointment and how many appointments do I need to have per week to be able to close? This was all because in that position, I started with a salary. But the way that that industry worked at the time, I'm not familiar with how it is now, but the way that the industry worked at the time is you started with a salary and you had a certain amount of time to get your seven, your series seven and your 66. And then you were building your business after that. At time intervals, your salary started decreasing down to zero because the hope is that you are building your business to replace your salary. It is not a salary position. It is a full commission position. And so I needed to know what was it? It wasn't just making cold calls every day. If I said like, okay, I want to have, my number was $17 million, two and a half years. And so if I was like, okay, I want to have $17 million under management in two and a half years. That's cool. That's a great goal. Well, how are you going to get there? And okay, well, it's cold calling, it's networking, networking groups, it's doing lunch and learns, it's, it's doing all these things. The okay, those are still just tactics. How do we understand which ones are actually driving the results? The only way is if we look, track it. We have to measure it. We have to be able to recognize the trends. 
Now, here's another example. I'm going to tie this all together at the end. So you definitely want to stay through. And if you prefer like actually hearing a face and you can see, I feel like I am not Italian, but I, I definitely talk with my hands. So you can watch on YouTube as well. If that just helps you kind of resonate with this message a little bit more. But in the pharmaceutical industry, so after I was in the financial industry, I moved on to the pharmaceutical industry. And what was so interesting is I feel like there was each year the 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 corporate executives, let's say, in the ivory towers, as we would call it, you know, for us being in the sales field, when I very first started, they would uh, rate commissions or create commissions based upon two different metrics. My job when I first started in that was to uh, persuade prescribers to write more of my drug that I covered, right? And I would give them clinical information, obviously a huge relationship uh, associated with that as well, um, and just coverage. So there were other things in there. But those in the ivory towers would say to the sales reps, okay, we are going to pay you a commission based upon prescriptions. So number one, prescriptions, go get however many prescriptions and each territory based upon different things would get a certain piece of the pie of prescriptions they had to do. So I, as the pharmaceutical sales rep, this was, oh, this was like, oh, four ish late. Oh, four. I, I didn't care. I didn't care what drugs they wrote with mine to pair it, to help the patient, to do whatever. I, I didn't care. I just wanted the prescription. Now, of course, there's a lot of buy this that <clears throat> the industry has significantly changed. I was always very fortunate to represent really good medications, but like I didn't care. So I would just give the doctors reasons. I would talk to the doctors and the other medical providers in certain ways so that to help them realize the benefits of my drug. And I didn't care what else they wrote it with. Now, here's a different side. The next year, those in the ivory towers would come and say, you know what? We want to actually pay you guys, pay the sales force based upon market share. And so then as market share, I was then almost put against my other competitors. And I have talked about this in other episodes. This definitely created a zero-sum market. But that changed my whole approach and the way that I would track success. Because now it did matter if they paired my medication with another one that would not gain me market share. So it would completely change the way that I would then have conversations with the doctors. Now, hearing this right now, if you didn't know about the pharmaceutical industry, feel free to shoot me a damn. I can tell you good, bad, and indifferent. These, the purpose of me sharing this right now is to show you that if you are a business leader and you are trying to get or motivate your team to sell their, sell more of, you have to make sure that you are tracking the right metrics to get the desired result. So I just shared in the pharmaceutical industry, if they wanted me to just get prescriptions, here's my number, go get it. Great, go get it. That would be a different conversation. Next year, they're like, nope, we're going to pay you guys on market share. Okay, well, now I don't want them to write anyone else with me. I only want them to write and prescribe my medication. So that then would change my actions 
that would then get me to my commission dollars. So whether you like the industry or not, I keep saying this because this is probably triggering a few people, is that's not the point. What I hope you're pulling from that example is also the way that you measure can actually drive your results. So when I was in the financial industry, I needed to know the number to be able to get to closed business. And now, and I'm going to actually share this example deeper in just a minute here. But then in the pharmaceutical industry, I wanted to give you kind of the top down approach and how what you measure can actually drive the actions of those that you are motivating, right? Like your team, let's say. And then here's my third example. And if you've been following along, you know, I have a a media company that was in the equine industry, an industry that's near and dear to my heart. But in this media company, I was responsible for selling partnerships or sponsorships. And this is a brand that I've had since 2012. It did some really great things as a media organization, But one of the things that I always loved was having the conversation with the sponsors because I could share results as far as being able to track impressions and reach. And we had a a great email list. We had a text list. We had incredible social media. So with our sponsors, I could then track things that were important to them, right? Reach and impressions. What I wish we would have actually tracked differently was how that transitioned into sales for the sponsors. So I, looking back now, when I do this again, right? Love learning from from experiences. When I do this again, I am now with sponsorships, I wanna be able to tie that to something that's meaningful for the sponsors, AKA sales, most likely, right? Sales are brand recognition, which would be a little bit harder to to measure, but sales are very easy to measure. So next time I'm actually going to approach this in a much different way to create the metrics that we can not only do reach and impressions because that's great and that's what most people go on, but I actually want to partner more with the sponsors to be able to continually track not only reach and impressions, but how those transition into sales based upon their company. So that's just one thing I wanted to to share as well because I just shared three very different industries, financial, pharmaceuticals, as well as media. And all of them had different metrics that changed the way that we took actions towards reaching the goals. And so I want to close it out here with saying right now, I know that you are excited about these huge audacious goals that you have. And I totally want you to be oh, hell yeah, Chris and I have some big goals for our construction company. I have some big goals for this podcast. You leaving the reviews are a big, big help. So thank you. But I am now at the point where what am I going to track that will show me success or not? And here's one thing. I'm going to give you an example of how to do this, how I have done it. Okay. That's all I'm sharing is how I have done it. So I take my goal and I reverse engineer the activities which I am going to implement to get me towards that goal, right? So I need to understand the difference between what is success and what is not. 
we are past the stage, you know, this podcast, we are past the stage of checking the box to like, feel good about checking the box. It is about intentional action, which actually drives the desired result. So I want to bring you back to, because I think this is the most relatable as far as like quantifiable metrics. But when I was in a financial advisor, I told you I made five, 400 dials a day, literally 400 dials religiously every single day. Now that's great. I tracked those 400 dials, but I also had to track my close ratios. So not only did I track how many dials I made, well, now I want to know of the contacts, how many was I able to close for a meeting? What is that? And then once I get to the meeting, I want to understand how many I close based upon the meetings that I get, the actual physical face-to-face meetings that I have with potential clients. That was an incredibly important metric to measure because let's say I had 400 dials, I got all the appointments and I couldn't close business. That tells me that I needed to change my philosophy and the way in which I close the business. So these key indicators all tell you something different. So if you are taking all the actions, doing all the things, but you're not getting the closed business, that's the point that you need to understand that is not working. And only by tracking can you see that hole in your current process. So when I was in the beginning, it's not like my metrics, 400 dials was what I got to. So I started, who wants to make 400 dials? I started at hundred. I wasn't getting the metrics. I went to 200, then I went to 300, then 400. 400 is where it leveled out for me that I knew based upon 400, then I could get to the close rate that I wanted. All the time that I got up to 400, I was increasing my skill of being able to sell and close. So that is a huge part is it's not just this like, oh, that's pretty. I'm going to make 10 prospecting calls a day. Like, that's great. Okay. Well, how many are you connecting? How good is your list? Okay. Of, of the people that you're connecting with, how many are you actually closing to get a face-to-face or to be able to put a proposal to understanding those metrics will get you much deeper towards your goals. And so my hope is that this episode and just me sharing this examples inspires you to think differently about your 2024 goals and decide which metrics to track to hold you accountable towards reaching those goals. And I want to leave you with this before we close out here is that one of the neatest things about metrics, right? And about tracking is you find the holes in your process. Now that might sound like, oh, that's a bad thing, Shelly. No, because typically all that is, is a skill that you either need to learn that is maybe a person you need to bring into the system, into your process to help fill that hole, or it is a process or system you need to set in place. Finding the hole is the coolest part because then you can go, okay, what can I do to fix that? And then move right on, continue tracking and see how successful that becomes. So build those big goals, figure out what you want to be able to track, what metrics you are going to track to help get you there. And I cannot wait to see you this time, 2024, when 
I am talking to you. You're sending me the messages of all the metrics you're going to put in place. And if this kind of hit home with you and you have a team or you have someone else that would find value in listening to this conversation, because those big goals are great. Now we need to track on how we're going to get there. Please share this with them and help inspire them to do the same thing I know you're going to do. Until next time.